0: Hello everyone out there, this is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is, One Deal is All It Takes. You see, sometimes all it takes is one deal to dramatically impact your life financially, professionally, and personally. I'm going to share with you one such deal of a student of ours named Jacob. So let's get started. So Jacob has been a student of ours about a year. He's a waiter for five years at a very high-end restaurant. The property that he purchased was a 90-unit property that was slightly distressed, and it was next door to LSU, Louisiana State University. So a great location, LSU, Gold Tigers. Number two, it was purchased under market, so it's priced under market, which is a good thing. Number three, the rent upside was about $300 per unit. Now, that is huge, right? That means out of the 90 units, basically all of them can go from this level of rents to that level, $300 more. And as you know, as you raise the rent, you raise the NOI, the property value goes up, but also gives you many other options like a cash out refi which we'll talk about in a second. Number four, probably the most powerful thing here in being creative and what we teach here is there was no money out of Jacob's pocket. Incredible. So this was a 100% finance deal. And I know what you're thinking. This guy is over leveraged. Peter, you always teach don't do 100% finance deals. But in this case, we made an exception. And the reason why is when we looked at the numbers, his debt coverage ratio, look it up, debt coverage ratio, debt coverage ratio is 1.26. That means that his net operating income, after he collects all the income and pays all the bills, what's left over to pay the mortgage is 1.26 times. That means there was plenty of cash flow left over afterwards. So plenty of cash flow in his deal, very, very solid deal. Number five, Jacob was just one month from financial freedom. But you probably wanna know, how did Jacob do this? 24 year old young man, just graduated college, a waiter for five years, how did he do this? Which leads us to a huge announcement from Jacob, which he will announce is gonna blow you away. So let's get started. Without further ado, I wanna to introduce to you Jacob. Let's go there next. And then after the interview, I will come back and share with you how to put yourself in Jacob's shoes and try to do what he did. Good morning, everyone. I have a surprise for you today, and I wanna introduce an outstanding young man by the name of Jacob. This morning, one of our students who came in as a wholesaler, but he has a surprises to share with you about what he purchased, and also two additional surprises that are completely life-changing. So welcome, and good morning, uh, this morning, Jacob. Good morning,
1: Peter, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I know it's uh, early where you are. We really appreciate you taking your time uh, out of your day. Yesterday was your birthday, right?
1: It was. Yes, sir, it
0: was. You turned 24.
1: 24 yesterday.
0: Oh, man. All right. That is awesome. LSU fan. Big big LSU fan. All right. Local boy, local Louisiana boy. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, awesome. So we'll jump right into it, Jacob. Could you share with us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes. So I currently work at a high-end restaurant here in Louisiana and been doing that for about five and a half years now. Did that all throughout college. Paid most of my way through it, but realized that's not the career path I exactly wanted to pursue the rest of my life. Um, I always had an interest in real estate investing and I pursued that since I was about 16 years old. I wanted to start small. So my first investment was actually one and a half years ago. It was a single family house. And I've invested a lot of time and energy into that baby for just a small amount of profits, Mm. you know, and realized that the single family house was not exactly the route that I wanted to pursue, was not in line with the goals I was trying to achieve in real estate. So that is definitely one of the reasons why I started investing a lot of my time into commercial and wanted to uh, pursue that route.
0: Great. And you also have another, maybe a possible powerful why we discussed. What is that?
1: Yes. So I'd have to say my why or a couple of reasons why I decided to choose commercial real estate was one, as I explained, the profit margins of single family residences would not get me to where I wanted to be in life. Two was also I grew up modestly by all means, but my parents did struggle financially for quite some time and trying to give me and my sister the best life possible. Um, But I did see the wedge that it drove between my parents, constantly bickering about finances. And I made a promise to myself that while seeing how hard marriage is, I wasn't going to allow finances to be one of those problems.
0: Yeah, that's great. I'm I'm big into routines, morning routines, and you have yours. Can you share with
1: me what your morning routine is to get the day started? I do. So for as long as I can remember, my routine in my day was beginning the day with a workout, getting my body wake first. And then I would go to church every day at nine o'clock, would always get me right mentally, keep me grounded focused, even though I'm pursuing a career path that can be very rewarding, trying to always remember to give him the uh, glory first mm-hmm. for myself right. was a big priority for me. And then after church, that's when I would start doing all my homework and research and real estate. And then at about four o'clock is when I would go to work at the restaurant. So a very scheduled routine that, yes, it felt very mundane, mm-hmm. but that's what made me happy and helped me get to where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Great. That's a perfect segue to discuss
0: where you're at now. So uh, you closed on a 90 unit apartment building. And let's not forget, you came into our program as a wholesaler, right? I did. Not having a, a bunch of money. So your plan was to wholesale a few deals to build up your own savings yeah, and then go out and do your own deals. But it didn't work out that way.
1: <laughs> that's correct. That's, that's a correct. All right.
0: So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Please share with us your 90 unit uh, deal that you put no money in, but now you are a third owner. So please share. We
1: all want to hear this. Okay, so I started in your program about one year ago. This was January of last year. And like you mentioned, I started out in the wholesale program, was doing all my homework on how to find property, how to go about the wholesaling processes. And when it came time to actually pursue your marketing strategies to property owners, I was getting a vast number of responses. And uh, two of which are my current business partners and the previous property owner of the 90 unit apartment complex. And so my business partners, mentioned that they were not interested in selling the property that I had marketed out to, but they were very interested in me personally. They were impressed with the marketing for one and how well it was performed on them. And they knew that I'm clearly marketing to other properties as well. And I'm probably getting a success in that if it worked for them. So they wanted to meet me, wanted to see what I was doing. And when they found out that I was communicating with the owner of this 90 unit and was very close to contract with him, they asked if I would want to partner with them. And so that's when I asked you, Peter, if that would even be a good idea. Me in my young mind thought that I wanted the property for myself. And that's when you reminded me, you know, stay humble. You're just starting out. You know, you're still learning a lot. While I have you as a mentor, it is also good to bring experts into the deal if that's the case. And it's better to have a piece of a profitable deal than all of a negative deal. And so I remember you telling me that. And so that stuck with me. So I decided to partner with these two guys who have a whole lot of experience in the Baton Rouge area. And that's what kind of gets me going with how I communicated with the seller. So at first, before the partners came on, I was negotiating a deal of 3.7 purchase price with the seller and a down payment of about 8% at $300,000. Well, when my partners came around, they said, Jacob, I believe from everything we did in our due diligence, we can give this owner a better proposal and for ourselves, a way better deal. So that's when they came in and helped me negotiate with the seller to purchase price of 3.6, down payment of zero. The seller carrying an owner carry second mortgage of 2 million. And then we pursued a conventional loan from a bank out of California for 1.6, for the other 1.6. We found out the seller only owed... 1.26 1.26 on his current mortgage. And so that's when we decided to pursue the full 1.6 as the negotiating tactic to still giving him a portion of down payment from the difference of 1.6 and 1.2, but also giving ourselves a hundred thousand out of that portion for renovation cost. So about 200,000, a little bit more than that, was going to the seller for his down payment about a hundred thousand going to us for renovation costs. So we actually got paid to purchase this property.
0: Stop. Hold it right there. Time out. This deserves for me to explain to you exactly what happened. This is so crucial to this deal. Purchase price, 3.6 million. The down payment was zero. So Jacob and his team had no out of pocket, you know, other than closing costs to this seller the seller is gonna carry a second mortgage in the order of $2 million. So 3.6 minus 2 million equals 1.6. They got a bank loan for 1.6 because the seller uh, owed uh, the the, uh, 1.6. But they found out that the seller only owed 1.26. So there's a $340,000 gap there, right, of, of quote, unquote, extra money, extra loan dollars. What do you do with it? Well, they decided out of that $340,000 to give two hundred forty dollars to the seller and pay themselves $100,000 as cash at closing. Amazing, right? So I don't want to hold you up any further. Let's go back to the interview. Excellent. So basically, 3.6 purchase price, $2 million seller carry second for five years. And then you went ahead and, and was able to obtain a loan from a California bank here, And then you were able to pay off the seller uh, mortgage, give him a little extra. And then at closing, you were able to get yourself and your partners $100,000 to jumpstart your renovations on the property. That's correct. That's excellent. Awesome. All right, please continue.
1: This gets even better. Absolutely. So it was already performing very well, but we did notice a lot of deferred maintenance. So the owner lives about two hours away from the property and realized that he was not going very often. He had a lot of trust in his property manager that was living on site while we found out that there was very poor bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. And so the property manager we found out was collecting a lot of cash. Not many documentation was happening there. So his numbers were skewed. And doing our due diligence, we were finding out property manager probably wasn't telling him everything that was being collected. Mm. So uh, that's when we took that into consideration and decided that we should really pursue this deal because the bookkeeping was, that was a sign that you always taught us in your program was a big sign of a mom and pop negotiating tactic was poor maintenance and poor bookkeeping. So even with the poor bookkeeping that the property manager was giving the owner, it was still cash flowing. And so we were amazed by that. Not only that, but the rents were under market, I'd say close to $300. Wow. Yes. So it's it was just amazed as how the owner, we just found out he just really wants to retire Yeah, And so that was a big thing for us is we wanted to provide that for him. And so we negotiated to give the previous owner a big check every month, interest only for the first year, and then a little more than he was collecting in cash flow while even still getting this building where we want it would still provide us ample cash flow to collect ourselves.
0: You know, Jacob, uh, the average person would think that okay, this is a 100% financed deal. And a lot of times that's, some will say that this is over leveraged. But in this case, the price was right. The loan terms are right. And then the cash flow was also outstanding, but even low. When I looked at your Performa early on, when you put the deal into our system, I couldn't believe the upside in this deal. It's yeah. a head scratcher. <laughs> okay, go verify this. This is like too good to be true. Yeah. But having um, you know three hundred dollars a unit upside on ninety units, and you bought it at three point six, right? And we
1: found out that was way under market for what everything was going for yeah. already. Yeah, so we purchased under market value.
0: So, what is the after repair value? So, all all said and done, you and the partners get the rents up, stabilize it, make it pretty, right? What is what is the after repair value approximately?
1: So right now, we're calculating that the property is going to be about $7 million wow. after repair value.
0: Amazing. And you, you are literally one-third owner of this property.
1: One-third owner. One- and our exit strategy is to cash out refinance in about one year's time. We're almost done with renovations now. And after we get everything stabilized at the new market rents, like we said, we believe that at refinance in about one year, we can get it to 7 million. And after that, just hold it for long term.
0: That's great. All right. So that's the extra strategy to do a cash out refi, pull out the money yeah. that you put into the property, pay yourself handsomely, and then hold the property long term for cash flow.
1: That's correct. And then we are talking about pouring some of that cash out refinance into another deal.
0: Okay. Great. Yes. All right. That's awesome.
1: So just a- along the way in this
0: transaction, Any challenges that you had you want to share with anyone?
1: At first, not knowing the information of the property manager collecting all cash, we did decide at first to keep her on Mm -hmm. after we bought the property and see how she performed. Well, after we officially bought the property was when we started finding out that information. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so we had to fire the property manager. And we've been doing a lot of the work ourselves. Even though we have contractors for the maintenance of the property, we are dealing with a lot of the tenant relations and transitioning of new clientele. And so um, I'm getting a lot of hands-on experience on what property managers mm. deal with right now, how angry some people can get mm. when they find out that they're losing their homes because uh, she didn't do any screening in the past mm. So no screening was done on who was in there. And so um, that's one thing we came in and do. We did a new screening process. A higher income had to be verified for you to live at the property, criminal background, uh, previous evictions. And so that on top of staying on top of our contractors, I'm learning a lot. So is that your role in the partnership? I have to say the role that right now that is the case. And so we just, Acquired AppFolio as our online software that we are going to pursue in this deal and in future deals as far as keeping everything documented and the overall success of the business. Everything is very structured in that platform and um, we're excited to transition into that It's taking a while to upload everything onto that software, Mm -hmm. but it's getting there. Mm -hmm. And they see my role in the partnership eventually going back to acquisition. That's something that through your program, I've gotten very good at. Uh, That's something you are very good at teaching your protégés is for one, your marketing strategies on how successful those were, as well as talking to the seller. So that's the role they eventually see me doing is growing the business and finding more deals.
0: Glad you mentioned that. I believe some that are listening are going to see how young you are and how you were able to, at your age, talk with a commercial property owner and develop their relationship. Tell us what that was like.
1: Yeah. So I have to admit it was a little nerve wracking at first talking to a lot of these grown adults um, about million dollar properties and how a young adult as myself would be able to purchase from them. But um, that's something that through your program, I was able to learn. It's a lot easier than I anticipated because it's not about the numbers as much as it is a personal relationship with these owners, getting to know them, getting to know their motivations and what makes them happy at the end of the day. And that's something that I was able to really get information from these owners on what made them tick mm-hmm. and so what made them happy. And that's how I pursued this seller was I tried finding out what he was looking for while selling his property. What Why did he want to sell his property? And so when I found out, he was just really burnt out in the business and wanted to retire with his wife and go travel, that's something that we found a negotiating tactic in providing him an income while being able to travel at his own leisure. And so that's how we negotiated our deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Creating win-wins, right? And uh, we always teach when we have a willing seller and a willing buyer, beautiful things can happen. And this was a beautiful thing.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now we want you to share two amazing announcements. We're going to jump into that before we share what your future in commercial estate looks like.
1: Yes. So my first announcement is that I will be quitting my job officially as of April 1 of this year. Like I said, I've been working a traditional job for five and a half years now. And I always knew that was not aligned and where I wanted to be in life. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the fact that my very first commercial deal can provide the financial freedom that I was looking for is a blessing that not many people can say that they have. So I'll uh, be job free in about one month.
0: All right. And this one commercial deal provides way more
1: than than your job as a waiter. We absolutely even <laughs> after the partner split, it's still way above what I would be making. So, uh, very blessed. Awesome. Very blessed. And, let, and let's do it right. That should be almost be tax free.
0: You get all the right offs
1: there. That's correct. Yeah, I'm learning a lot about the, the <laughs> tax yep. uh, loopholes real estate provides as well throughout right. this process.
0: Oh, now that we have that out the
1: way, let's hear probably the, the more important thing. I've been dating the girl of my dreams for about. Uh, four years now, and told myself as soon as I get my first apartment building, was when I was proposing. So, actually, as of last week, I proposed to my girlfriend of four years and uh, excited to marry her.
0: All right, congratulations! Thank you, congratulations. And uh, when is the wedding day?
1: It's November of this year. All
0: right, congratulations! (laughs) All right, thanks for sharing those two amazing things. Uh, maybe we can just kind of end with this. What are your future plans? You, you're going to stick with the guys that you have as your partner. You're going to you're going to do more acquisitions together. So sh- share with us more. What, what's the future look like for Jacob?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I built up a lot of trust with these two very experienced investors that I partnered with, and they took me on to their business, uh, made me a third a third owner of their business as well. And uh, that's what I'll be doing is acquisitions. Finding more deals and just growing the business, not necessarily working in it, but just constantly scaling and hopefully achieving the goals that I want to achieve in a very short amount of time through learning your methods. I believe I can do that in about ten years.
0: All right, all right. And in ten years, what would you like to be? You'll be thirty-four years old then. So thirty-four years
1: old. Where would like like to be? be, I'd like to be traveling. Mm. That's my ultimate Mm. dream. With with my future wife and family is to travel. And I believe in 10 years, I'll be able to do that financially free. All right. Um, and be retired officially.
0: All right. At 34. 34. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. That's great. Well, Jacob, I won't keep any longer. No, today's a work day for you. So I really appreciate you joining us today. Very inspiring story. And I'm sure it's going to really help others out there see that they can do what you can do. Do you have any parting words for them? Anything you want to share with them to encourage them?
1: Yes. I just have to say that I would highly recommend a very scheduled lifestyle for that was one thing that helped me stay on track for commercial real estate. There's a lot, a lot to learn. And I'm by all means, not even close to learning everything there is to know. I'm learning new things every day. But with you having a set schedule every day, and this is my personal belief with you having God at the forefront, I believe anything's possible. Giving him the glory and not letting your pride get in the way is also a big, big thing that helped me get this far. So that would have to be my piece of advice right there.
0: All right. We appreciate it. All right, Jacob. Hey, thank you so much. This has been great. Uh, We'll be talking soon. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Peter.
0: All right. Welcome back. Wasn't Jacob an incredible young man? He sure is, right? Okay, what I want to do is top three takeaways, and then top three deal metrics to kind of wrap up to help you get in the same position as Jacob. So let's start off with uh, the top three takeaways. Number one is Jacob had a powerful why. When Jacob came into our program last year, I won't forget this. He mentioned to me that one of the, one of the reasons why he wanted to purchase commercial was because uh, this is just one of the reasons, but it's very powerful, is that his parents would uh, would oftentimes fight over money. And it pained him, pained him in his heart. You can see how a, how a great kid he is, right? Pained him in his heart. So he wanted to do something, make sure that he wouldn't have to fight over money with his future wife, but his parents wouldn't have money problems as well. All right? So he is well on his way. So pain, pain is a great motivator. So my question to you is, what pains you? What pains you to want to do commercial estate investing? So what is uh, burning your heart where you need finances like commercial can do for you to help you solve that problem? So what what's your pain? Number two, Jacob had a winning routine. I am uh, big on routines, as you guys know. I do the same thing for many, many years, and, and Jacob has a similar routine. I call it a winning daily routine. And there's a quote here, not by me, but by a famous motivator, and it says, Routine and an intelligent person is a sign for ambition. You can see that all over Jacob. Top takeaway number three is Jacob executed the three pillars of our program, what we do for our students. Number one is we give them training. We we show Jacob how to market, off-market deals. Number three, coaching. So those are the three pillars that must happen. You must be trained, you must know how to market, and you have to get coaching. So it would, Jacob was textbook. He was just textbook. He was great to work with. Okay. Those are the top three takeaways. Now let's talk about the top three deal metrics. Number one, this, uh, the deal's cash flow just for Jacob's one third share is about $100,000 per year. It's actually more being conservative here. This allows him to leave his job. Okay. On April 1st, he's on his way. Number two, you mentioned part of his extra strategy was to do a cash-out refi after a year and then put it into a long-term financing below interest rate and hold the property for a while. Well, they're not going to pull out all the equity, but they're going to pull out enough for Jacob to pocket between two fifty dollars and $300,000 just himself for his one-third share. Uh, again, uh, sometimes one deal is all it takes. And then number three, the after repair value of the property is seven million dollars. Now, that is not sometime in the future, that is today. If any of you are familiar with this area of Baton Rouge, he's buying it for 3.6 million, which is about $40,000 per unit. Today, there are properties that are going for between 70 and $90,000 per unit, okay, or more. So we're, you know, in a few years, this is probably a conservative number. So his value for seven million dollars is supported today by current sales comparables. So this is a solid number, a great deal. Again, sometimes all it takes is one deal.